Hi everyone, I hope you're having a great day. And if you have hit a couple of bumps on the road, don't worry about it. Just take a deep breath, lean back, and keep on listening. I'm Sophie, and you're listening to Kitchen Psychology on Flirt FM. Loving and appreciating yourself should be something that comes naturally to all of us. But if we're being completely honest, it doesn't. And once you start realizing that you should be treating yourself better and start working on appreciating yourself, you will most likely realize that this is anything but an easy journey. Doubt, insecurities, frustration with the lack of process, or not even knowing where to start can make the process of learning to love yourself feel like a marathon without an end. So today, Alex and I are, will try to explore some ideas and practices when it comes to practicing self-love. So today I'm in the studio with Alex and we're talking about ways in which to love yourself, which is such an important topic. Absolutely. It definitely hits close to home. It really does. Sure. Especially because I feel like it ha- Okay. So hot take, first of all, I feel like the, the phrase loving yourself or, oh, love yourself, appreciate yourself has become so kind of like normalized, but in a sure. negative way. Almost to the point that it loses its meaning. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like everyone you see on social media is like, oh, just love yourself. For sure. These are 50 ways in which to love yourself, in which to appreciate yourself. And I feel like it actually is more counterproductive than actually something that helps you and inspires you. Absolutely. You bring up a great point. And I think it also has to do, obviously, as you said, it's become quite saturated Mm. on social media. I feel like a lot of that could have to do with the fact that it has become sort of an industry in the last few years. It really is. I think that is one of the main issues, actually. Definitely. Yeah. So it loses its true meaning and the true purpose. purpose. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You get it. Because I feel like... I mean, we all know that loving yourself, or most of us will know that loving yourself is something really, really important. Absolutely. And it doesn't come natural. But I feel like the realization of actually knowing, oh, wait, I actually, like, if I want to actually appreciate and love myself, I have to consciously work on this. Absolutely. It's a process. Exactly. Lifelong, might I add. Definitely. Mm. Oh, 100%. I think for the vast majority of us, it's something that will be ongoing until the day we die, really. And mm. I mean, I don't think any of us are truly masters of self-love yet. So No, exactly. But I feel like realizing that, that it's something you will forever for yeah. your whole freaking long life have <laughs> to work on. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the realization of that is actually not quite difficult, but is not there immediately. Like you yeah. actually have to consciously realize that. And I mean, for me, that like process of not realizing it like properly, like, oh, I have to work on this every day, basically, in some way or another. I feel like for me, that's really started when I was finished with high school, actually. Really? So when I was like 18, yeah, I had just turned 18. Like, of course, I knew it before, but it was not something that I actually really worked on. Like, I feel like COVID and just spending a lot of time by myself kind of like set like the stepping stone for me to actually kind of like realize that. For sure. I'm actually pretty much the exact same in that situation. Prior to COVID, I had never really, like, as you said, I was aware of self-love as a concept. And But mm. once, I think it was the, like, take the first lockdown, for instance. It was a huge moment for the world. It shut, everything mm. shut down. 
everybody was isolated, it was time to sit by yourself and quietly reflect, at least it was for me. And I know for many other people it was, and it, it was almost a catalyst for, you know, my process of my own personal journey of self-love to begin practicing, you know, different methods of, you know. No, absolutely. Yeah. Do you know, like, what exactly kind of started that process? Yeah. Like, how did, like, was there for you a conscious point where you mm. realized that you have to actually practice it and it's something that doesn't come naturally? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, well, in the first few days of the lockdown, I was very confused. Um, I was, well, lost, I suppose, is the more mm, apt term. Yeah. And I realized, you know, this is something that, I mean, they, the government said it would be a two-week lockdown. I kind of knew in the back of my mind that wasn't going to be the case. Mm. And I was right. So I knew that I would have to be productive because I was in transition year at the time and there wasn't that much work to be doing anyway. So I had to just find something and I thought I might as well you know, begin that journey. And I realized that, but I, I realized very quickly that it's not something I couldn't just do one yoga session and all of a sudden I'm, I've achieved a state of nirvana. It absolutely does not work like that. But those few weeks, definitely, it was, yeah, the beginning of that for me. That is so interesting. For me, it was, I think, um, actually, like, I mean, like COVID definitely like impacted it. But as I said, it wasn't actually that I really realized or like, started practicing it in the way I maybe should have um, during that period. But for me, it was when I was 18 and I moved out in the summer yeah. of when I turned 18. So suddenly I was like living by myself yeah. in my own apartment, no one around me. Completely different to anything you would have ever known. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know, like for me, it wasn't like a sudden realization. It was more like I spent so much time there by myself when I wasn't hanging out with friends or out working or whatever. Um, that I was like, I've kind of like, I feel like it really like snuck into my subconscious where I was like, something feels wrong. Like something doesn't feel right. Like more like that. It's like, I feel like I have to do something because I wasn't at peace with myself. And sure. in order to spend a lot of time by yourself um, to be able to do that, you really need to have that kind of like mental peace and just quiet mm -hmm. of actually enjoying your own company. Exactly. I'm 100% in agreement with you. Yeah, so before COVID, I was pretty much just a hormonal, lonely teenager who was trying to fit in with others. And I think I'd always felt the need to be around others because I never felt like I could totally be in my own company, which mm. is a shame because, I mean, at the end of the day, um, the person that you're going to be with the most in your life is you. You're stuck with you. You can't escape yourself. So you might as well learn to become your own best friend essentially and I think that's ultimately what self-love is about to be able to be best friends with yourself to be able to you know oh Does that no, make sense? 100% yeah. Yeah. I actually when I thought of like um like loving yourself that is essentially what I came up with actually that summer because mm. I always really appreciated myself but of course doing this like teenager phase where you like become kind of like someone different or like you try yourself out you experiment with personality with your interests with everything basically in your life you kind of start losing yourself a little bit yeah. and then like refinding yourself Absolutely. or like recreating yourself because you're not like something that's like carved into stone but basically like that is the thing you have to be your own best friend and I feel like in this process I have actually become that person um and in order to achieve that, like, what was your personal 
basically your first step. You said yoga or something like that also yoga. before. Was that the way, Candy? Like you practice self love at first, like your first conscious action of practicing self love. What was that? Honestly, it was yoga eventually, but it began, I suppose, just as exercise. Do you remember at the very start of COVID, everyone was doing those home workouts, and mm-hmm. yeah, I became quite fit, and I it translated into my mental health as well. And I learned to just, I don't know, it almost like it cleared the fog that was in my brain and I was able to see and think somehow after just like, you know, I could run like 10 kilometers and then I could just use that time to think and reflect. It was a very bizarre experience. No, yeah, absolutely. No, I actually, cause like um, something that actually my therapist said to me as well, was like, take a walk for 30 minutes a day and tell me how that has impacted you. And like walking, running, sure. just spending time outside and like kind of like by yourself, not doing anything at all can be so, yeah. in a weird sense, productive yeah. exactly. for yourself. Like not an actual like, mm. oh, I'm doing something like, I don't know, working or whatever. But like actually it is so productive for your mental health and your self-appreciation, exactly. which is the productiveness I aspire to have. Absolutely. And it's funny because it's almost like society would say that it's unproductive to just mm-hmm. sit with yourself. I mean, obviously... They would say that walking and running is productive, but when it comes to like being at one with your thoughts, is it's well, you're not doing anything. Yeah, exactly. So like you're not in a sense, contributing yeah. in any sense to, to well, yeah, the so, greater scheme of things. The greater scheme of things, mm-hmm. exactly. Let's phrase it like that. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> for me, I would say that like the first thing that I really like consciously did to well kind of like be at peace with myself was to journal because I bought this journal like I'd always had journals but I never really like saw through because yeah. um, like what do you actually write about but I was like okay because like in the summer I was like you know what I have all this time and I want to actually find out more about myself be at peace with my own past my experiences um who I am who I want to become all these different things and I love writing. I mean, I'm studying journalism. Of course. Yeah. Um, so, like, I feel like that really, like, was to my benefit. Because that way, like, I love just getting out my thoughts through the written word. Like, it makes me feel so at peace within myself. So that's what I did. I just wrote, like, for, like, months on end. I All I did was, like, whenever anything came up to my mind or I wanted to cry or I felt lonely or, like, anything was frustrating me. I sat down in my kitchen and I wrote it down. Well, and drank a cup of coffee. <laughs> of <laughs> course, yeah, you of need course. that. Yeah, that sounds like a brilliant process, and I'd love to get into journaling, but I remember we were talking about this before, actually, and mm-hmm. you said that you don't even necessarily have to write all the time about your, oh, yeah. your, how you're feeling or anything. You Like, you could doodle or you like, yeah, draw, absolutely. colour, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So it's definitely a process that you could use for almost anything. Exactly, because it it's not just so about... Beneficial. It really is, because it's not about, like what you like what other people might think journaling is about it's whatever you feel like in that moment so she's just getting anything out of your system Absolutely. like sometimes at this period where I would just I was a bit younger I think it was like 15 or 16 and every single night at like around 2 or 3 a.m I still couldn't sleep I had like basically insomnia or something sure. like that so what I did at some point was just to like get out my pencils and just draw something and it wasn't because it was, like, I'm creative or anything like that in that sense. Like, I'm not artistically creative mm-hmm. um, in, like, drawing. But it just, it got something out of my system. I didn't feel like writing. I didn't know what to write about. 
So I just got it out on paper yeah. and did and like anything with my mind mm-hmm. that felt like I was like just getting the frustration or the like just not knowing what to do and um, with myself basically kind of like out of my system. 100%. Yeah. Which is so beneficial. For sure. I mean, especially if, you know, you feel like there's something that you can't talk about with a specific person or, you know, I think sometimes it's easier to just, I suppose, write instead of, well, I don't even know. Like. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I feel like whatever way feels like right to someone in that moment is just what they maybe should try at some point. And for me, it was basically like the way I started journaling. Because um, I feel like if you actually, like, if you buy a journal, you have a pen, you sit down, what do you write about? Like, it's so, like, weird. And, like, at first, it felt kind of awkward. Like, you're doing it by yourself. Imagine. But it is such an awkward thing at some points because you're like, mm, okay, so I'm just writing out my thoughts. Like, I could just think them, you know? But it's not the same. Sure. So what I actually did, because I feel like this is, like, really, like, kind of handy to, like, hear from other people. Because I kind of, like, looked up on Pinterest and whatever, like, what other people that were journaling were doing just to get some inspiration. And I found all these types of questions um, that I, I don't know, because I couldn't think of really myself in that moment because I didn't even know where to start. Yeah. No, like, prompts where can do be super you? handy in that Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like these, like, prompts of, like, hey, what are you feeling right now? Like, what is going on inside your mind? What do you want to get out there? What is your relationship with, like, different people? Do you have any regrets? Do you hold any grudges? Like, these sort of things, like, really, like, start to get you thinking about mm-hmm. stuff that happened in the past and that is still impacting you right now. And it's just, like, kind of gets the ball rolling, basically. 100%. Do you have anything kind of, like, based on, like, question types that was kind of, like, your, like, start of, like, self-discovery, basically? Or, like, self, like, practicing self-love for you? Like, do you have any, like prompts or questions that you kind of asked yourself in that whole process in the beginning? No, I suppose I haven't really tackled it from that perspective, but it was generally just, well, I suppose when I, I have to correct myself, when I, because I meditate sometimes, and although it's not directly giving myself prompts, it, you know, to just sit there and be at your thoughts, like these things that are, tend to run through your mind come up again anyway and mm. but you tend to approach it in a more calm approach almost like it's hard to explain but you can almost see more yeah it's just like a different point of view kind of like you like are not in your usual like mind frame or like exactly. set of mind just like can I just take a step away from that like more like look from the outside 100 percent. yeah now that is really interesting because i love like talking about this because everyone has their own unique experiences with this whole process it's a completely like, individual thing exactly like Absolutely. it's not like a formula that you can like apply to anything mm-hmm. just like whatever it feels right to you you should be implicating in my point of from my point of view mm-hmm. basically that's why i'm i tend to be quite like skeptical of people who say they have the answer they have the answer mm. to everything because it was a process that worked for them individually and that's great you know absolutely like, that's it is. always wonderful that if someone can work through their issues and learn to actually maybe decrease the amount of insecurities and increase their general happiness or mm. you know but to make a claim that one process or one approach to self-love is the only one is just absurd really. absolutely there is no one answer everyone's experiences are individual and different exactly so, you have to go yeah. on that journey yourself nobody can tell you for you about how to do that it's you've just got to do it yourself 
and that can seem daunting, of course, but it's totally worth it in the end. I mean, it really is. Alex, you were just saying something about kind of like going on this journey by yourself, and actually that fits so perfectly mm-hmm. because a little bit of story time. Okay, but brilliant. I feel like the the real point where I actually felt like actually right now I love myself so much, and I actually have not figured out the whole process because <laughs> I haven't no. still. Yeah, no, absolutely, because it's a lifelong process, isn't it? Like it really yeah. is. But the first time I actually kind of like felt like I really did love myself, I actually like saw the process that I had made. Sure, yeah. Was when I went on my first ever trip by myself. Which, I love trips by in myself. In my opinion, is the best way possible oh, I totally to actually agree. like practice self love and actually just being there for yourself because you actually see how much, well, you really do love yourself and can spend time by yourself, which, as we said earlier, really, like, just being able to spend time by yourself shows that you just appreciate yourself and are at peace with yourself. Um, I am so in agreement with you. Oh, there's nothing nicer than going out for a coffee by yourself or uh, for a meal by yourself. Dates by myself, I love it. Absolutely. It was yeah. such a challenge at first. Exactly, because it's almost like a societal taboo. Like, people tend to... Almost, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, judge someone who sits in a restaurant by themselves or something. If they're just, you know, I think we as a society, I mean, obviously, I suppose, you know, from a sociological perspective, we're very social animals and there's, we tend to judge those who... Do not confirm, confine, c- confirm? Can conform. Conform yeah. to that. Yeah, but yes. it's, you know, it's absolutely something that I'd... So highly recommend. Oh, absolutely. Because I got to say, because, like, when I went on that trip, I don't know, because, like, I had been working on myself for, like, a couple of months at that point. Your first trip, was it? Yes, my yeah. first trip by myself. It was, like, about, let's say, like, eight months mm-hmm. after I'd started kind of, like, my self-love journey. Sure. Um, and my whole journaling thing. <laughs> and suddenly, like, I felt like it didn't actually work. Like, I was just, because, like, you, of course, have, like, ups and downs in life. And for me... That point was a definite down. Like, I felt like all these things that I have been practicing and trying to explore about myself did not did not work. Like, I was mm-hmm. suddenly, like, just at war within myself. And I'm a very um, impulsive person. <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, oh, this is not working right now. Like, stuff is not going in the way I want it to go. So I booked my trip impulsively. And I was like, you know what? It's not working here. And I read somewhere that when you're, like, kind of stuck within your own mind, you need to get out and just go somewhere else, like a cafe or, like, oh, on a little trip. 100%. So I was like, I'm going to fly to Paris. Um, <laughs> it w- what a destination. Yes. Because I was like, you know, where, like, my fantasy mind was, mm. like, taking me was, like, Paris. <laughs> Interesting, like, ways that my brain processed the whole thing. Mm. But it worked. Like, it was, well, my trip was basically like a mixture of catastrophe, (laughs) um, solitude, and just being the happiest I ever was at that point. Sure. It was everything. (laughs) It was a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Um, But, like, even though I struggled when I was there, because it wasn't like I got there and suddenly I was happy again. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Again, ups and downs. And I feel like you really need to embrace these, like, downsides as well, because, like, they kind of, like, teach you. Um, 
what you maybe still like could be doing or to even like teach you that even if everything seems kind of like bad in a moment it actually doesn't have to be exactly I so, totally agree with you and I don't know because like when I started spending like this like actual time by myself and just being completely by myself like I had no one I knew um around me I actually feel like I really just trusted myself so much that I felt like it is working out it's going into the right direction and that was actually when I decided to move to Galway, oh, was which that? was really? by far the best decision I've ever made. So I know in that moment I was like, because I was still like deciding. Mm. And I don't I feel like sometimes you really need to take a chance and to actually go through with that process and to like really, really put a lot of effort into yourself in order to get somewhere where you actually want to be. And you know you want to get there, mm-hmm. but it's so scary. Absolutely. You know, I totally can relate to that need to just get out and go somewhere else like for like for instance I'm from Dublin I mean as you know but mm-hmm. um I was going through something similar because I mean as I was talking about earlier I obviously started the self-love process back I suppose during the beginning of the COVID lockdowns but once we had come out of that I sort of fell out of that again and I kind of went into a dip mm-hmm. in terms of like just general mental health you know and I suppose I came to the conclusion I'd lived 19 years was it 19 years it was 19 years in the one small town in Dublin and I realized that sometimes self-love can also like it's not just an internal thing the external environment matters so much and I realized I needed a change of environment and well I totally love my family and my friends from back home but I knew I needed something different I mean you know similar to what you said absolutely and I totally agree I think I mean obviously you know it would be naive to assume that, you know, going to a new location means that everything is perfect. I mean, just as you said, when you went to Paris, it wasn't all, you know, fun and... Perfect. Perfect, exactly. Yeah, it's not perfect, for sure. It wasn't, yeah. It it was definitely 100% the right decision, even if it was a bit impulsive, you know, on my behalf to move to Galway, you know. But I feel like, I don't know, just like, I trust, because like, ever since I really like, consciously confronted myself with myself... I have started to have so much trust in myself. And I'm like, if I think something feels right in that moment, it most likely is. Yeah, you got to trust your intuition. Exactly. It's not always, that doesn't mean that it's going to turn out the way I expected it to turn out. Mm -hmm. But it means that something in me said, yes, I think this is the right step for me right now. Mm -hmm. And so far, everything has been the right step. Even if it did turn out to be more like a lesson than a gift. In some situations. Yeah, exactly. But it still was always the right decision because I feel like if you love yourself and you trust yourself, you have so much more courage Absolutely. to do all the things you want to do. And that is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it gives you so many like new opportunities. Yeah. It's not even just loving yourself. I suppose even, you know, like when you began that process of journaling, it seems that it not only made you love yourself, but it also gave you a clearer mind. You were mm-hmm. able to be more... Exactly. Listen, I'm not a mental health professional, so I'm not (laughs) trying to, but it almost seems like your mind was clear as you were able to almost unconsciously make more rational decisions. Therefore, you could, you know, make trust your intuition basically better than someone like trusting your intuition. If you're in a like, just say, for instance, you're you're in a very depressed state, you're in your room, you're locked away, you haven't gone out in a few days and you're intuition is to just stay within that little dark cloud 
but if you are someone who's able to push through that almost and of course it's not easy but if you're in a position where you have a clear mind and you're able to clearly almost analyze situations and then you then I think the clear mind is almost like a stepping stone to that absolutely no it really is actualization of self-love Absolutely, yeah. because it's like whatever you do, whether it's going on walks, runs, meditating, doing yoga, journaling, anything, or even like something I really love to do is just like um, that always gives me like or makes like brings me into like a better mood, like it's just like a happy mood. So whenever I brush my teeth um, and listen to music, I <laughs> yeah. can like start like dancing in front of oh, the yeah. mirror. But it's like it's just, it's just these like little things, like these little practices of self love. Mm that will give you kind of like a clean slate, like brain-wise. Yeah. Like the, as you said, the brain fog clears. Yeah. And you just kind of just like start to like take it one yeah. moment at a time and mm-hmm. just like to really see like, okay, to go beyond yeah. whatever is kind of like holding you back exactly. or making you feel like alone or isolated. Absolutely. And that is so important. But it is also a very discouraging process at a lot of times. Mm. Would you say that was like the experience for you as well? Because I know it was for me. Uh, which was it? discouraging? Like the like kind of process of like loving yourself, it can be very discouraging yeah, at times. Yeah, no, for sure. Because it's not easy. And it's not linear. Yeah, no. Oh, it's definitely not linear. It's it's all over the gaff, really. Like you know, um. But yeah, so I think it can definitely be discouraging. And like for instance, we obviously live in an era where social media rules all, and there's a lot of pretense on of what. People are saying, and sometimes it can look like people are living their absolute best life. And I think most people know this unconsciously, you know, that, you know, it's almost like a common fact. Not everything you see on social media is true. But mm-hmm. in the moment, if you're just scrolling through Instagram and you see everybody living their best life, it's hard sometimes to for yourself to just follow up on that process of self-love. Because I think mm-hmm. I almost like fell out of it in that way. Even, like, for instance, whenever I find that my screen time decreases, my happiness increases. And, like, it makes sense. It really does. But it's, I think it's a pity because so many people, I think a lot of the roots of, you know, the absence of self-love in our society, or at least in our generation anyway, is <clears throat> that overusage of social media, you know. It does really impact it. For example... When you met me, when I moved here to Galway mm-hmm. in September, I didn't have any social media. Yeah, I know. I, had I thought deleted, that was so cool. I loved it yeah. so much because I deleted everything the beginning of 2022 and mm-hmm. didn't get it until I think September, October of 2022 then because mm-hmm. I was starting uni and journalism and I was like, I guess I have to kind of <laughs> keep up with the socials. I guess. And the social norm <laughs> of this. But in these months that I didn't have social media... Mm. And I had nothing to kind of distract me. Yeah. I was literally spending my time mm-hmm. reading, going on dates by mm-hmm. myself, hanging out with my friends. But it was all in that, like everything that I was doing was hap- was all that was happening in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like it was just me and whatever activity I was doing at that moment. Yeah, you were living in the present basically. Exactly. And that's so important for mental health, I think. Yeah, I really, <coughs> I really saw that shift within myself. Where I was like, of course I wasn't always happy. Oh, yeah. But I was always at ease with myself, like yeah. within myself. Mm-hmm. And that was so important because I knew that even if things, like if I hit a rough patch, I was still myself and I was still just happy with who I was. Yeah. And that was the difference that it really made for me. For sure, yeah. I think something I've 
realized relating to relating to that actually um in terms of happiness specifically is that during my process of self-love you know um was that i suppose i found that happiness isn't the goal per se and i i know that sounds a bit out of first but i mean it in the sense that happiness is a feeling it's an emotion it's not a state it's not yeah it's not a regular state it's a fleeting emotion it mm. it comes and it goes you you just you simply can't guarantee happiness like oh, forever you, you know it i think almost it's like meaning purpose seems to be like a more suitable goal a more realistic goal because mm. i think if you're constantly chasing happiness um in a given day like you know whether you're trying to do activities that make you happy sometimes it can have the opposite effect oh absolutely like if yeah if you're almost like leading a hedonistic kind of lifestyle mm. it just doesn't work i think you know so i think reflection is although it might make you quote unquote unhappy in the moment it i suppose will give you meaning and purpose which would is actually better for your mental health you know oh 100% sure. so yeah i basically just realized that happiness isn't per se what i'm striving for yeah it's know? more being like at peace within yourself yeah absolutely yeah cuz like that automatically gives you this like just living life to the fullest like this actual yeah. feeling that you are not always happy you can't but be al- but not unhappy exactly like, oh yeah you don't want to be unhappy that's what i mean but like it's like yeah. it's not chasing this like happiness but it's just like being like not being unhappy basically yeah. when you are at peace with yourself because even if something kind of like hits you from like another side like where you're like not expecting something mm-hmm. it's still that it doesn't discourage you from pursuing or living your best life absolutely yeah at what point would you say that you actually felt like this like process or this like act of loving yourself and practicing self love came kind of like naturally to you where you didn't have to be like oh now i have to put an effort like to like practice self love yeah well i mean or to, has it or has it that's the thing it probably hasn't it's a lifelong journey you know i'd still consider myself very much a, a beginner of sorts in this respect you know um Yeah, I don't think it's natural. It's definitely still something that I have to consciously work at, you know. Mm. I probably need to work on it more if anything to be honest. <laughs> But yeah, I I don't know. It will it ever come natural? Can it ever yeah. come completely natural because I think if I mean at specific moments it could come naturally, but only if you are regularly, you know, acting on yeah, the pursuit a of you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, So, yeah, I don't think it's fully been naturalized yet. I'm not just like a perfect human being who's achieved total nirvana. No. Oh God, no! Absolutely I not. I think <laughs> I would say that it's, as you said, like it is, like it is a lifelong process, and I completely agree with you mm-hmm. there. Um, but I think what I've noticed within myself was more like whenever I saw or noticed in situations that I wasn't giving myself. kind of like the attention or the credit that I deserved that it has come more naturally where I'm like hey hold on a second Sophie <laughs> you really like you deserve that right now you should be treating yourself this way absolutely and it's not that you automatically do everything quote unquote right mm-hmm. in that moment for yourself or you love yourself to the utmost you could but it is this like where your brain can like checks in with yourself and is like hey no 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 do this over again like, yeah Do it again and do it right for yourself. Yeah. Which can seem very kind of like 
like even selfish at some points like especially in the mm. beginning I like whenever I started like acting in a way that I wouldn't before and where I would actually prioritize myself mm-hmm. over other people yeah um that's a tricky situation because like is. what's the boundary you know because <clears throat> excuse me I do believe that ultimately you know we have to put on our own gas mask before we attend to it, mm. you know others um but you know I suppose it can be tricky. Like, what's the boundary before you start? I suppose it would be just to the point that you're prioritizing yourself without necessarily directly hurting anybody else. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. In, who are on their own process, you know, their own, yeah, their own journey. Yeah, but I feel like a part of loving yourself is also just actually, like, consciously being like, hey, what is good for me right now? Mm-hmm. Because we all have to yeah. look out for ourselves mm-hmm. first. Absolutely. And it, again, it does sound selfish to say that. If mm-hmm. you, if... This is like a really big if for me. If you yourself are not prioritizing yourself, I feel like that's like if you are talking to someone, like if I'm talking to someone who hasn't begun this like process of act, of consciously putting themselves first, Mm -hmm. they will automatically perceive my behavior as selfish. As selfish, yeah. But if they are on the same page as me and are like, okay, you have to prioritize yourself. Yeah. They will most likely not perceive my behavior Mm -hmm. as selfish. And yeah. I feel like that's, like, the way I'm seeing it yeah. and trying to, like, perceive it as well and, like, just live it, basically. Because it, prioritizing yourself and just loving yourself is nothing selfish. It is actually so important because you are your best friend. Yep. And I feel like that is actually, like, to, in order to achieve that, one of the most important things I haven't even mentioned so far mm. was that you need to think positive thoughts about yourself. Yeah, that's, like, that can be tricky. Like the affirmations, uh, you know, to try and convince yourself that you are, I suppose, worth something. You know, Make that yourself you realise. Because yeah. it's not about convincing. Yeah. You are worth it. Mm-hmm. And you are amazing as a person. And you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. Exactly. Like it is all within your power. 100%. It's yeah. all within you. And it is yeah. so tricky the fake it till you make it thing, that phrase, it's a mm-hmm. bit, you know, corny, but it has so much truth to it, you know. You almost have to, like, reverse gaslight yourself into loving mm-hmm. yourself. And I, th- I think you'll find it does <laughs> oh, work. I actually did it. Yeah? Yeah. I spent the summer, like, the first thing I did was to read my morning affirmation while I have had breakfast. Mm-hmm. It was literally like, you're amazing. You deserve the world. <laughs> like, you yeah. can do it. Basically, mm-hmm. just brainwashing myself into believing in myself Mm -hmm. but it worked because like from that point on like I'm still again figuring it out it is a process but this like basic realization has hit me I would say yeah because I do think that I deserve the world (laughs) (laughs) which everyone should like everyone deserves the world yeah we only get one shot at this life you know so you might as well try you know exactly yeah and that was it for today with Kitchen Psychology um, by me, Sophie, and with Alex today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I loved it. I yeah. loved it so much. <laughs> yeah. Because we have been talking about this for a while. I and know, I'm yeah. so glad it finally worked out. Finally did it, yeah. And you can always find my socials, also Kitchen Psychology, Go on Instagram, which I have now. <laughs> so check that out as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode this week. And I'll see you next time. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>